Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Which country? 
Um, but I, I did make a commitment at that stage, okay, I'll go if you send me. Um, and then I met a person there who, Donald, who later became my husband, and I said to him, right before we started our relationship, I said, you know, I think God is calling me overseas. Is this something you might be interested in? It took him a little while to think about it, but he came back and said, well, I'm available to do that if that's where you feel God is leading. Um, so we got married with that intention and then embarked on gaining that career that we'd been advised to do. So we'll fast forward maybe six or seven years, we're still working in those careers and again asking the question, Lord, are you sending us somewhere? Um, then our three children came along and again that question, Lord, are you sending us somewhere? And I think after our third child, Matthew, was born, I think I kind of remember sitting down one weekend saying, right, okay, we really need to make this uh, clear. If Lord, if you're going to send us, please be obvious because we'd like to go. If you're leading us, let's work this out. And amazingly, that Monday morning, my husband went into work. Um, he worked in Union Theological College as the librarian there. And uh, the chief executive of Mission Africa came in and said, uh, any chance you're interested in going to Nigeria? They're looking for librarians. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, God answers prayer very clearly in some ways. Um, so Donald came home and said, okay, I think this is maybe where we have to go. So we filled in the application forms and have been in Nigeria for five years, my husband being the librarian there. So short, long story short. Kind of thing. I loved when they started to go out that Ruth asked him, are you interested in going overseas? <laughs> but it doesn't God work in wonderful ways as well. So Ruth, I can't believe you ended up in Nigeria, three kids, and I think I'm right in saying all under five. My, that would be my worst nightmare. Where would you begin? And living in a compound, okay? So as a woman, can we um, ask, sorry men, but as a woman, can we ask you, what is it like for a woman with three young kids in a situation like that? I, I do know that Nigeria can be a, a country where Christians are persecuted and it's quite high on the list of persecuted countries. I don't want to knock over these beautiful flowers. Um, so if you can see the yellow, um, sorry, I'm looking backwards because it's easier, but one of the yellow countries is Nigeria, just at the elbow of Africa, I call it. So that's where we're based. But if we go on to the next slide, there's all of us. This was about six months into us arriving. So you can see that our little three cute children are uh, probably quite muddy at that stage. But um, yeah, moving for me was different in some ways and completely the same in other words. I was a mum of three children. I was looking after them at home. So I just transplanted my life from Bangor to Nigeria. Um, so in some ways, it didn't change an awful lot um, other than I was now homeschooling the oldest one, Samuel, who's in the middle there. So that kind of added an extra dimension to my life. But I was still doing the same things every other mother does, trying to feed my children, keep them clean, and keep the washing going, and all of that. Um, but it was in a very different context, a very different culture, and uh, a lot less normal resources, let me say. So maybe if the next slide can show you. Um, yeah, so no luxury bubble baths. We had a kind of trickly water system. Um, and uh, yeah, no washing machine and our water, we had to pump it from the, the borehole to the tank, to the house. Uh, yeah, electricity, not really. So we had a generator that ran for three hours a day. So 
yes, you know, kind of normal life being a mum, but suddenly without the normality of uh, life in Bangor. So for me, it was a big shock having such privilege, such resources here to then living amongst the majority of, of people in, in this rural setting. Um, but it taught me a lot. Um, I learned um, how to do things from scratch, which was a good thing. Um, but also my neighbour, who was uh, another pastor's wife on the compound, used to come over every day and say, the Lord is your strength. And I remember one day leaning over the bath, trying to wash the bed sheets from the night before, thinking, okay, Lord, you have to be my strength because I just don't have any left. You know, it, was, it was hard in those early days. Um, but gradually things got better. I learned how to do things. And I could see that actually God was answering that prayer. He was my strength every single day, every single moment. And as you can see, Matthew's delighted in, in what he's doing there. And yeah, I learned to smile in the same way to say, no, Lord, you have me in the right place. This is how you've led me. This is why we're here to serve you, to be amongst your church in Nigeria. Um, this is the last question. I know that God has taken you on a journey yourself and given you part of a ministry to become involved in, a really exciting ministry now in Joss. So would you like to tell us just briefly about it? Okay, sorry, one thought back. Um, you just flick on to the, the next slide, sorry. This was just um, to touch on some of my neighbours and local community that you can see things are very different for them. Um, but I want to talk maybe a little bit about the ministry that I'm involved in. It's a compassion-based ministry with a local, a local church that reaches out to vulnerable and marginalised groups. One group is with uh, widows, um, some who've lost their husbands. And you mentioned just about the persecuted church uh, in, in Nigeria, especially in the north. There is a lot of persecution, a lot of displacement, a lot of, um, a lot of trouble. And some women are left totally devastated, their husbands are killed, or there's other uh, situations there that they've had to move away from their, their own environment. So the, the organization I work with tries to support them by giving them a new skill in tailoring. And it's not myself that's made the, the products outside. These, these uh, things that I've brought are from these ladies who've been reskilled um, into tailoring. So they go and they make these bags so that they can set up um, their own their own business to provide some kind of income for their families. Life is hard for women in Nigeria, especially in, in rural areas. And yeah, so that's just a touch on that. Um, I also brought a little bookmark for each one of you. So hopefully you find that on the tables. And again, I'd love you to take that away to just pray for the women in Nigeria. Um, I love the way God uses just the simple things of life to remind us of scripture. And I just want to, to read... Um, from 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. I know there's a lady there in your bookmark carrying a water jar uh, traditionally made of clay. And I just, it just reminded me that verse that, you know, these women are really struggling, really doing a fantastic work, just caring for their families. And through the ministry that we do, we try to... Uh, not only give them a skill, but to introduce them to Jesus if they don't know him and build up their faith if they do. So please take those away with you and just pray for them. Um, but also the other side of the ministry that I work in is with orphans, um, children who've been maybe displaced because of the violence, because of the trouble, others who've run away from family if they're from a Muslim background and or maybe their lives are at risk because of their own, uh, their new belief in Jesus. 
um, and also those who've been orphaned through disease or uh, just have found themselves on the street. Um, I help support them in education, so trying to provide a curriculum for them. And we said to give them a hope and a future, first in Jesus, but then also to give them an education to send them into, into life a bit better equipped. Is that okay? Um, yep, sorry, let me flick on just forgetting. So this is the, the staff that I work with, fantastic uh, team of people. Yeah, uh, some teachers, some social workers, some medical people, all, all working together to, to reach out to the marginalised. And then these are some of the, the street boys that we work with. Um, I know you can't see very well in the background, but they just have a bed, a mosquito net, and a big, uh, we call them Ghana Musco bags, just a big plastic bag for their belongings. But you can see these boys are smiling, and that's such a delight for me to see them um, having an education, just playing, being children, and yet their stories are so devastating, but they're very special, these kids. And the last one, I think, is just some of the girls. So again, if you're a, a girl in Nigeria, you may not be... Um, the best educated certainly in your family probably the boys will be educated first you may not even get a chance to be but the girls that we have at the ministry they're, they're learning to read they're keen to go on and we've had two graduate this year going on to university which is a real, a real joy to be part of that okay yes I have to tell them what, what Donald's up to um, so the reason we the reason I'm in Nigeria via Donald is a uh, um, he was asked to, to be the librarian of a theological college, so he, he gets the next level of, of uh, students, um, those who have gone to Bible college. So he's there working to try and encourage and support the work of the local church um, to strengthen them in their theological education. Is that okay? <laughs> okay, uh, some prayer points. Um, so I've given you one already, just to continue to pray for the women of Nigeria, those who, whose lives are just so much dramatically different from the privilege and, and wealth that we have here, but um, who are still sisters in Christ. So please pray for them. Uh, please pray for us as a family. Um, we would like to go back to Nigeria, hopefully in the new year. But again, most missionaries these days, we have to be sponsored to do that. So just pray that our sponsorship uh, would, would be complete, that we have the finances and the resources to go back again. And then just to please pray for our children um, they're growing in their faith, but I would just uh, ask that you would pray for them, you know, that they would love the Lord and they would grow in, in the knowledge and understanding of him first and foremost above everything else and with all the challenges of living in two worlds as well. Thank you. What a wonderful story, isn't it? Um, of God's calling and, and that journey out there. So thank you so much indeed, Ruth, for sharing it with us. And maybe I'm going to ask Leslie, I haven't prepared this, if you would come and pray for Ruth, that'd be okay. Lord, we thank you for Ruth and her family, Lord. And we thank you for that heritage with her mum and her dad, Lord, and her brothers and sisters all knowing you, Lord, and following you, Lord. And Lord, we, we just, uh, we thank you for all that we have heard of the ministry there in Nigeria, both of Donald and of Ruth, Lord. And we just pray uh, for your leading and guiding for the next few months, Lord. We just commit them to you. We commit to you uh, this idea of the sponsorship. And we just ask, Lord, that you would undertake for them, that you would provide for them. And just in this time when they're home, Lord, that they will enjoy time with family and with friends. 
that you will provide for the children in school and for their eldest one as, as Ruth would educate him at home, Lord. And Lord, we, we just pray for the work that you're doing with Mission Africa in uh, Nigeria. Lord, we pray that you would prosper it. We pray that you would protect every missionary there, Lord, every Christian, just from um, evil people, Lord, that just would seek to harm them. And we just pray that your gospel and your light will continue to shine in that nation, Lord, in Jesus' name. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.